without further stalling, uh, I'll go ahead and welcome up our first person up here. So please give it up for Kevin. Come on up, Kevin. Yeah. Let's grab a seat. You guys need to clap like the whole time so that way it's not awkward while they're walking up. That's fine. You can All right, now let's go ahead and welcome up Hannah. Yeah! Next up we have Riley. Come on up, Riley. Give it up for Riley. And then last but not least, we've got Sam. Give it up for Sam. All right, guys, so you should each have a mic so y'all can talk into it so we can all hear y'all. Um, just first of all, go ahead and tell, tell us, for those of the folks here that don't know you, what school you go to and what grade you're in or maybe like what school you're going to and what, what year you'll be. So let's start here and then we'll work our way down. Yeah. Me? Okay. Hi. As previously stated, I'm Kevin. Um, I graduated from Belton a couple months ago, and uh, I'm going to A&M in the fall. So, yeah. Get me uh, silly. Oh, okay. I'm Riley. Uh, I graduated from Belton two years ago, and um, I just finished up my sophomore year at Texas State. Um, I'm Hannah. I also graduated from Belton, and I'm going to be going to UT Tyler in the fall. I'm Sam. I graduated from Belton, and I'm going to A&M in the fall. All right. So awesome. Welcome, welcome these Tigers. And then, but you guys are all going different places. So um, just tell us, like, off the bat, just kind of, just we'll start with Sam and work our way back down. Just, like, what were you involved in in high school? What kind of, like, athletics or clubs or extracurriculars were you kind of a part of? What did you spend your time in high school doing? Okay. Um, so I was in band for four years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was in swim for two years in high school. I was on, like, prom committee and stuff like that. And then I was involved in the youth. Okay. Um, in high school, I was on the drill team at Belton called Magic Bells for all four years. And I was also involved in youth activities. Um, I did tennis all four years of high school as well as uh, choir and theater. Um, and I was also on the, the Belton Biscuits, the ultimate Frisbee team. I met you when you were a little eighth grader doing Just Horton Here's a Who, or no, what was it? Susicle. Yeah, that was seventh grade. And Riley always had this hat on, kind of like Christopher. Where's Christopher? Right yep. yep, Riley, yeah. Riley yeah. always yeah. wore a fedora. <laughs> okay, awesome. Riley did basically everything. He did. He's being modest. Um, I didn't do that much in high school. <laughs> uh, um, I played soccer for two years, and then the doctors told me to stop. Yeah, so I stopped. <laughs> no, um, but I did a lot out here with, yeah, Friday morning Bible study, and then played on the biscuits for a couple of years, and uh, yeah, doing lots of stuff out here, annoying Dave and Tim daily. So awesome. So for for most of you guys, it sounds like you know from magic bells to theater to soccer to you know. Uh, band that, that there's that's those things are a lot of commitment and so how did you guys balance out being involved in some of those big programs in school 
and you know making time for you know community maybe g groups and youth group and things like that so how did y'all balance out those commitments so we can start with riley and then whoever else wants to jump in um i did a terrible job of balancing all that like no, no joke i was really bad at it um like back in high school i really didn't understand the value of community and how important it is to have um like a a good group of um of fellow christians in your life um, so like I would, I very rarely came to community groups. Um, I would always come up with some kind of excuse to not do it. Um, cause like I said, I just didn't really understand the value of it. Um, and it wasn't really until like my senior year, um, that I really got a, a good group of, um, of fellow Christians. Cause me, Kevin and Austin Hagen would do, we did like a, we met at like the Shipley's across from Belton on Wednesday mornings and we just kind of like discuss the Bible. Um, eight kolaches. Eight kolaches, yeah. Um, and it was just like, it was, yeah, it was, it was really important. I, I could definitely see like a shift in um, my faith and just my life in general, just adding that in. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I didn't do a great job of juggling all that. And like, I don't, did you ask about personal devotionals as well? I think that was in one of the questions. Yeah. I was also really bad at that. Um, I like, yeah, I was, I was not great. It wasn't, it actually, it wasn't until this past year at impact that I actually have started trying to keep a, a daily devotional. Um, but yeah, I, so that was, that was a bad answer. What about the rest of you guys? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the reality of high school. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you grow up a lot in high school, which is like a cliche thing to say, but it's true. So you're like in, for our incoming freshmen, don't even know what it's like to be like in a high school setting. Um, you know, like it's easy to get overwhelmed, but I don't know. I don't want to sound like crass or anything, but like at the end of the day, you just have to decide that's what matters. You know, like there's going to be tons of things in your life. People are going to be bombarding you, whether it's through school, through school activities or, you know, maybe just your friends wanting to hang out. Um, but you have to decide what you're going to stand for and you have to do it now because like you have this place like led with like Tim and Dave um, and Anthony and all these other great interns that are building you guys up. Um, and that have built us up, and um, this is where you get your firm foundation. So um, you have to just choose it matters, and when you choose it matters, then you'll be willing to do what it takes to get there. Yeah. And after you do that, it just falls in pretty easy. How is, how is balancing stuff for, for you guys, Sam or Hannah? I mean, I'm kind of with Riley. I, <laughs> I fell behind um, the first part of high school. Um, I would come, and then I got more homework, and like, just made excuses, and then I think I realized this year that it's just about deciding to do it and deciding, like, what matters most um, and how important you take um, different aspects of your life and putting things first. Yeah, I agree with that. I am very similar to Riley and Samantha when it comes to I didn't really go to, like, Wednesday night's youth until, like, the end of junior year, and I was, like, but once I started doing that, it was a lot more beneficial. Like I realized that so much more growth was happening in my life, and I was in community, and it just started um, opening so many more doors for me, and it was just like a decision you have to make. Like If you want to have that community, you just have to go. Um, there was times when I couldn't because I, I had so much homework, but it was kind of just like the beginning of high school. I was just like, um, I can't go because I have homework. It was, But I this year, I really prioritize like putting church first like I want to do this because I know I, I, it's going to offer me more than just staying home and doing whatever so that was kind of yeah. 
And I know, I'm sure if we had like an adult panel up here, it's kind of like, and just to add on to that, it's like if you can't kind of make those priorities and balance out, you know, your work life and your, your you know, your spiritual life, then what what happens when you, you know you have a job and you have kids and you have like a, a spouse and you have to care for all them, you know? Yeah. So high school is actually kind of a good training ground where you have a little bit more of a safety net to kind of help develop, you mm-hmm. know, some some skills in in balancing, you know, your busyness and your faith. So how did you guys pursue maybe friendships with non-believers like in your high school? So I know, um, you know, you guys were obviously active here. So when you went into your high schools and you guys all went to a public high school. Um, so how did you guys pursue friendship or maybe not pursue friendship with non-believers in your school and maybe trying to you know, reach out to them or whatever? Um, yeah, uh, for me, like, it kind of happened sort of naturally. Um, actually, like, one of my best friends is a non-believer, um, and I've known him since, like, third grade, uh, and he just, like, wasn't really raised in kind of a church environment and just didn't really, and he just says it's, like, it's not really his thing, um, and I've been trying for, like, ten years to get him to come to church, and it's going to happen eventually, um, but, like, I think the thing was, was, I think it's, like, even that's just a good model for how to pursue friendships with non-believers. Because, like, back in third grade, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was just like, oh, this guy seems cool. We like the same things. I want to hang out with him kind of thing. Um, and if you, like, if you go into, like, yeah, if you just pursue, like, a non-believer friendship like you would a normal friendship. Because if you go in thinking, oh, this person's a non-believer. I need to convert them. I need to bring them to Jesus. Then it's probably not going to be a successful friendship. Because that's going to be the thing you're focused on. And you're not focused on them. Um, so you really want to like, you want to start it off just like a normal friendship with like finding things that you both like and just spending time with them. And then once you establish that and once you have that connection with them, then you can kind of start thinking about ways to, uh, speak Jesus into their life and show them and like evangelize and that kind of thing. And I think, I don't know, Anthony has taught me a lot on this because like with our equip groups the past two years, um, we really dig into stuff like that, like Christ and culture and in the media and stuff. And like, what do non-believers, like people that don't know God, like what do they fill their lives with? They fill their lives with media and the things that are popular in the media today um, through their friends and just things that are on TV or things that are on social media and stuff like that. And I think like what Riley was saying is so true, like find things in common, you know, like God's put you all in places. Um, But also just like things that are popular, you know, like doesn't mean you have to endorse them. Like, Miss Ron's Laban, like, listens to every new Beyonce album just so that she can talk to the football players that come to her house about the <laughs> new Beyonce album. So it's, like, just things like that that you can relate to people on that, you know, like, kind of like the God in film, you can lead to a different, a different discussion um, about spiritual things that might have started off talking about, you know, Chance's last tweet or whatever, you know. So it's um, just being in the culture but not of the culture, and then we really talk about that a lot in, in equipped groups. So I would encourage you guys to come in the fall. I mean, at Belton, we all went to Belton, so there's non-believers everywhere. Um, They're everywhere. They're in all of your classes. And so for me, it was just being myself and being nice and treating them like everyone else. I mean, they're no different than us. (laughs) We all sin, so (laughs) we're all the same. And um, so that's what it was for me. I agree. It's constant. Like, I was friends with a ton of non-believers. Like, being on a team with so many, like, people that aren't Christians and have no idea what the gospel is, it was, like, a constant, um, just, um, opportunity to, to, to make their days, um, 
more positive and just like I really struggled for a lot of the times so with just like um, looking down on it like they're mad and they're negative because they don't have God and I do and I'm like wait that I could probably make a big difference on that and it was like a big eye-opener that I, like, I need to be positive I need to be like that light in people's life at least try my best to be because obviously we're all sinners and we're all the same and we all um, like friendships should be pursued just like a friendship with Christian friends and that was a big step that I had to take and I had to be like I'm going to be their friend and that's this is how we're going to grow the friendship and so yeah it was kind of opened the door to talk about the gospels so it sounds like for for y'all that high school kind of was like a mission field so what are some so you guys talked about maybe pursuing friendships what maybe would be other ways that you kind of shared the gospel in your school or in your relationships and things like that so kind of a similar question but you guys might have different answers on that like how high school can be used as a mission? Yeah. Okay. Um, I blanked out for a second there. Uh, there are like there are a lot of ways um, that you can use it. Um, like I was lucky enough at Belton, um, we had like a Friday morning Bible study. That did you start that? Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, when I came in, Anthony uh, Anthony was leading it with Matt Wren, and then um, when I was a sophomore, um, Matt was leading it with Maddie Phillips, and then they asked if I wanted to help lead it as well, um, and that was a really great opportunity to just. Um, get to know fellow believers that were in the high, that were in your high school, um, and also just have a group of people again that you can like connect with, but also bring non-believers to and be like, hey, like we're just normal people and we like to hang out and eat donuts and um, that kind of thing. And so it was a really great opportunity to just uh, get together and worship on Friday mornings and um, kind of start the day off with with uh, some some words from 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 the Bible and that kind of thing. Um, and it was really helpful. But I think it's, like, that's that's a very tangible way, yes, but it's also, like, just living out a godly life and just being a light to to the people because, like, not a lot of, a, a, a good number of high schoolers aren't very nice. Um, and like Hannah said, like Hannah said, just, like, being nice to them and just being willing to brighten people's day uh, is a great a great way to open up conversations and being able to share your faith with them. Yeah, and Riley pulled me along the Friday morning Bible study train a couple years after Anthony left. Um, so I can speak to that. And something that I thought was cool that I heard from a couple of teachers um, that I'll tell you guys is that we would worship with the door open. Um, and people walking to tutorials or people walking down the hallway um, or whoever, teachers out there on duty would hear it. Um, and maybe, we're, maybe they're not in there with us. Maybe they're not in there um, listening, but they hear it. And they know that it's happening. Um, so just like small things like that. You and your friend are talking. Don't go far away behind closed doors about to talk about Jesus. You know, like talk around people. Like talk at your lunch table. You know, maybe the people next to you are talking about Khloe Kardashian or something. I don't know. But I don't know what kids talk about. Okay. <laughs> uh, but anyways, maybe the people next to you aren't talking about that. But they may hear something and they may want to know more. Um, so, yeah, but also just, like, being nice and merciful to people, like, people coming up to you, like me, who are really bad at English, and being like, hey, you're really good at English, can you help me? And, like, a lot of times, a lot of people at bigger schools would be like, no, because I don't want to have the time and I don't care about you, basically. That's not what they say, but that's how they mean it. <laughs> and, but, like, if someone comes and asks you for help, what are they, what, no matter what it's on, just be like, yeah, 
I can make time to do that because, in all honesty, high school, in high school, you're not that busy. You're not. You're not that busy. <laughs> you're so you're going to be sitting around for a lot of time over the next four years, freshman, trust me. It gets really boring. Bring books. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but just be merciful to people. It's like take time out of your day that you might not normally give to people and give it to them because you're going to have it anyways, and they deserve it because they're a soul. Yeah. They're beautiful and made in the image of God, and why shouldn't we serve them? Yeah, for me, so I realized pretty quickly people um, aren't used to being seen. In such a big school, you walk around and no one cares. And so just being there and, like, caring and seeing people and getting to know them, they become comfortable with you and they'll ask you questions or they'll be open to you just talking to them. Hmm. So you'll be sitting there reading a book, like, when I don't desire God, and they'll be like, what the heck? I thought you were a Christian. You don't desire God. And then it's a conversation that you can have with them. Yeah. So it's just little things like that. Yeah. Um, a kind of cliche example was actually like this year during um, lunch. I didn't really have any like close friends in my lunch period. And so like I sat with a bunch of different people that I really wasn't friends with. And um, it was kind of it's like if anyone that was sitting alone, we would like invite them to come sit with us. And then we would start off conversations. And I had people sitting with me that were different religions than me, the people that literally didn't believe anything that I believed. And so that started off like some really awesome like conversations about the gospel and about their beliefs. And we just got to like talk about different things that like I got to tell them what I believe. They told me what they believed and it just sparked a conversation and we just got to um, meet on common common ground and just form that relationship and it was really beneficial because there was people that really usually weren't accepted that came and like they sat with us and they really really um, found that peace because like after they were invited once they kept coming the entire year and it just formed a really cool experience so did you guys ever experience, like, any of you, um, any, any areas where you've maybe felt left out or made fun of because of your faith or because of being open with your faith, you know, in such a public way? Um, so I wasn't, like, chastised, but, like, I was in band, and, like, in band there's a lot of people who talk about, well, in high school in general, who talk about a lot of things that I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> I, and I was known, or still am, I guess, as, like, the Christian girl who doesn't talk about those things, and that was okay, and that was something that, like, they would start having a conversation, and I'd be like, okay, guys, y'all stop, or I'm leaving, yeah. so that's, I wasn't, like, I don't know, belittled or anything, but that was just a decision I made, yeah. and it was another way that they knew that, like, I'm not okay with that, and I'm different mm-hmm. than them in that way. Yeah, I agree with Samantha on that. I experienced similar things with, like, of classes and drill team and just like being with friends that didn't really care what they listened to what they said and like the words they used and for me it was kind of something that I would back up and like not be a part of and like tell like they would know like that's the reason why they, they grew to know that that's like not something I was okay with and it began it kind of like changed not completely but it changed some of their like like around me they, they stopped like doing that kind of thing because they knew I didn't appreciate it and they knew that that's not what I wanted to hear or do and so that kind of changed they didn't, like, chastise me like Samantha. They accepted me, but they, it was just different, and they knew that. Yeah, I don't think I was ever, like, full-on, like, mocked or anything like that. Um, I mean, typically... Not for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, being in the kind of the Bible Belt, it's typically accepted that a lot of people are Christians, and we, don't, we aren't really 
we aren't often like full on attacked and chastised for our faith. Um, but there were definitely times when I was like just left out of conversations. Cause again, it's like, like, like they were talking about, like they were talking about stuff that I was like, I don't do any of that. And I have no way to contribute to this conversation. So, um, so yeah, there were definitely times that I was like left out of some things, but, um, yeah. Going off what you said there, Riley, do you guys feel like it might have been, it's harder than to be, be a Christian in your high schools because of the fact that it's just kind of okay and everyone kind of is or claims to be or, you know, did that, you know, how did you, it's, how do it, you balance out kind of those like Christians that, you know. It's hard to tell sometimes because <laughs> like, because like you said, a lot of people will just say, yeah, I, or I'm a Christian. Like, yeah, I go to church. Um, and they don't really live it out. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to um, make that or kind of decipher that and figure out like okay, who's who's really like who's really all in with this and who's just kind of on the surface and kind of using this face to be accepted by this other crowd but then also goes in with another with other things. It's kind of hard to to tell honestly. Yeah, and that's like it's really hard because people will try to just jump in with you and be like, yeah, I go to church too once every six months on Easter and Christmas. Let's be friends. And like, yes, you want to, you want to pursue those people. You want to be friends with those people. Yeah. But the hard part is whenever you're trying to pursue them and then like they mention Jesus and going and having sex with their boyfriend in the same sentence, you know, like things that are definitely not okay, things that aren't cool, that we don't approve of, and these people that are like just confused, you know. And I'm not saying that confusion like, God heals confusion as God saves people um, from their confusion and from their sins. But, like, it's hard whenever people that are, like, genuinely looking or maybe genuinely interested in this whole God thing hear that. Yeah. And are like, wait, you know, don't these people stand for something different? Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to be, like, a strong presence there um, rooted in the gospel, to be, but to be a strong presence in the ways around it. be like, no, that's not what Christians believe, like yeah, my friend X, Y, Z, or whoever, you know, is confused about some things, but I can tell you, like, from firsthand, and, like, the knowledge from the scriptures, like, that's not okay. And so, like, um, it's important to, like, solve issues like that, because people will just, I mean, people see it, and they'll believe it, like, Christians are okay with that, you know? All Christians are okay with that, you know? Whether it's sex, drugs, you know, all sorts of crazy things that happen in high school, you know? So, it's just important to, like, be there, and to speak up, because like if you just sit there and watch it happen, then they're never gonna know. Yeah. And it's also hard to like you definitely want to you definitely want to reach out to the people who are wondering about that, and they're like, wait, why are Christians doing this? But then you also want to reach out to the people who are saying they're Christians and are doing that, and that's even harder because you're like calling them out on these things, and you're like, that's that's not right, that's not what the Bible says. But they're like, oh, but I go to church, so I'm fine, kind of thing. Um, so it's definitely, so yeah, you definitely want to reach the people who are unchurched, but then you also want to help, um, not like readjust, but like help, <laughs> help like the people who are, who are saying that they're going to church and are saying that they're Christians, but doing these things, help them like understand like, no, that's not right. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what Jesus wants us to do. Um, so that's definitely a thing to worry about as well. What, so going on back to like just your personal faith in high school, what, what do you think like was the most effective in helping you grow as a Christian during your time in high school? Whether it was like a person, a group, like an activity, what kind of helped grow your faith the most during 
Do your um, time as a high okay. I'm going to say this first because I feel like everyone's probably going to say this. Um, but impact, yeah, I know it's a <laughs> it's very cliche, but I mean like it's so true because it's like nothing has really nothing um, before that or since that has really shown me and like prepared me so much to share my faith um, and also like given me such a clear view of what the gospel looks like and like God's power and mercy and grace. And really that comes from any situation um, or just like any mission field or any just time that you're sharing your faith. Because like going in to share your faith with somebody, you're like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to say to this person. I have no idea what their experiences are. Um, I mean, like, unless you're, like, really good friends with them or something like that. But, like, if you're talking with a stranger, like, an impact, if you're talking with a bunch of kids um, at an apartment complex, you have no idea what their experiences are um, and how they and how their life has gone and, like, what has led them up to this point. And so, like, that's really where you see God's grace come through and, like, his words come out of you that help them to understand what the gospel is. Um, and so, yeah, I think through impact that definitely helped me again, prepare me to, uh, to share my faith, um, but also, like, see and, like, really deepen my faith in God. Yeah, and I think we'll probably run the whole, all the church programs through this <laughs> little part, but, like, I mean, I'm just gonna drop a dime for, um, G groups, because, I mean, I started going to Riley's G group, like, when I was, like, a sophomore. Um, <laughs> he said, I'm sorry if you didn't hear that, but, um, anyways, um, like and then the experience of getting to lead um, the past couple years uh, a G group and being held accountable to a group of guys to be prepared and not to know everything because we don't know everything. If you've ever been to my G groups, uh, there's lots of questions going on the entire time because we're all just trying to learn together. But to be prepared to like plan out, you know, what are we going to talk about through? the whole book of 1 Corinthians. What are we going to talk about through the book of Romans? And I'm um, reading ahead of your guys, reading ahead, um, and just trying to prepare, pray for, praying for, like, the guys that you're just going to be talking with, you know? Yeah. Um, there are people at this church, but, like, God's going to act and move in them. Just because they've already been saved doesn't mean that God's not still working in them. Mm-hmm. So, like, those, like, G-groups and just godly friendships, like, with people just sitting down. I have a friend that he actually doesn't even go to this church, um, but we would, like, he, he was in my G group, and we would just sit down and talk for hours about what God was doing, and, like, things that we thought about, and just, like, analogies and things, and was such a cool guy, you know, and just having those talks, like, just sitting down and talking with someone um, that often goes out the window because we want to post something on Instagram, we want to make it look like we did something cool, but then go home and watch Netflix, you know, so... Um, just being intentional with our conversations, being intentional with our guys, and getting plugged into not maybe not just one other person, but a group of people. Yeah, I think in general for me, it's just community. Whether it is G group or Impact or just the friends that you make through that, it's just being in community. Like I didn't, I wasn't a part of G groups until this past year. But I wanted it was something that I wanted to do as a um, underclassman, but I just never got into it because I wanted. I just had like other priorities in my life, even though I really didn't. But for me, being a little underclassman, I just I had no interest in doing that. And it makes me so happy to like see so many like underclassmen like involved in G Group because like, it's cool to see their growth and it's cool to like get the opportunity to lead them. And it just it showed a lot of um, just it showed me what it meant to um, know know Christ better and to lead people in Christ. And I just see a lot of growth in me and my friends like whenever we're 
just hanging out outside of church. Like this year, we decided to do a book club with some of our close friends, and we just would choose a book that was like we we read um, Love Does by Bob Goff and a couple others that I can't remember the names of right now, and we just we met when I don't desire God. And we met before church on Wednesdays, and we just discussed the book, and we discussed our opinions on the book. Like, we just had a lot of good discussions, and it just opened a lot of doors for all of us, and we just got closer as a community, and it just showed um, all of our different just walks in Christ, and we just, it really did pull us closer to each other and closer to God, so that was really cool. For me, it was being present where I was at, so, like, being present in the community when I, or, like, in my community, not, like, temple, but, like, in community with others when I was there um, and growing with them, and then when I was reading the word, being present and focused on the word, and then because of those things, I could be present with non-believers, and they're learning about them and learning what they think and um, telling them what I think, Um, so just being present where I was. I'm just going to tack on here. You guys can see a pattern in these upperclassmen and these graduates of their time investing in other, you know, other students, these, you guys as underclassmen. And so they're leaving, they are graduating, or they're already gone. And so now it's like time for you upperclassmen to step up, take the mantle, and serve these underclassmen. And then you underclassmen, you guys are going to have to get out of your bubble. You guys are going to have to get out of your shell and put your priorities in order and join some of these G groups and these small groups at these upperclassmen, as you guys can see um, and hear from. They put a lot of time into, they put a lot of effort into, and it helps them grow, and they want to help you grow. And then, you know, once they're gone, you know, it's just kind of a pattern, you know, for me to Riley to Kevin. It's just like, um, I'm just kind of thinking and, and just kind of reflecting on that too. It's just crazy to kind of see how, you know, from someone not, Got at a guy Garrett Coles who invested in my life as a G group leader, and it's just kind of it just trickles down the way God uses us. And so you guys hear that and notice that in these guys, and then as it passes to you juniors and senior, you know, upcoming seniors, and then you know these these new freshmen that just got in here. So yeah, they're pumped, they're ready. Um, but I just wanted to add that little aside there. Um, so speaking of kind of you were talking about being present, what are some things that you guys felt like in high school that you weren't present at, that you wanted to be present in, and things that you were present in that you probably wasted time in? So what's something maybe basically what did you wish you did more of, and what did you like feel like you wasted a lot of time on in high school? Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, like just personal devotion time. Um, like I said, yeah, this sounds like a really churchy answer. Um, but yeah, it's just like I really – I didn't invest in it and I just didn't like invest time in God's word and spending time with him um and like during high school I would struggle with so many things and I would turn to like literally everything else except for God um and it would just like most of the time would just leave me so like bitter and empty and I was like why am I not being fulfilled kind of thing um and it's like because I'm not going to the right things to find that fulfillment um and like like I said just recently spending time in the word um I've realized like how hard of a habit it is to create, um, like now trying to develop that, like even, even now I'm like three days behind on my personal devotional. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, it's just like, it's, it's something you want to cultivate now because it is so important. Um, and like, I've realized, yeah, like I've, I've realized how hard it is to develop, but also like how rewarding it is. Um, and I promise Dave didn't pay me anything to say this. Um, but like, it's really important to do and it's, and there's so much in there. 
Um, I mean, like a couple, like about a few weeks ago, one of my friends was like, "Hey, you should read through Acts 24." I, I read, and there's some really good stuff in there. And like, I read through it, and it, it was like, it took like four pages of my notebook and like three days to go through it all. And there's just so much to get from it, and so much that can speak into your life. Um, and yeah, it's like it's such a hard thing to develop, but it's so fulfilling and it's so rewarding to like once you can start doing it. Do you want to go? Go. Okay. Wait, what was the question? I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like I wasted a lot of time worrying and complaining about nothing. (laughs) I would just sit around and be like, man, I have to read this like chapter. I'll do it soon. (laughs) And then not do it and then not do anything at all. So I would just worry and complain. And I just wasted a lot of time doing that. Uh, when I could have been doing other things like reading my Bible or just like gotten it out of the way and then could hang out with friends or come to Wednesday night and stuff like that. So I wish I spent less time doing that. And I figured that out like halfway through junior year. And my life was so much better when I was like, well, if I just do it and get it over with, then it's done. (laughs) Yeah, I had... I'm going to be honest, I had horrible, like, grades in, in freshman year and sophomore year just because I didn't, I constantly procrastinated. It's not that I was, like, not smart, but once I stopped procrastinating, I realized that, one, I got better grades, and two, that was me, <laughs> and two, um, I had more time to be in the Word, and it opened a lot of doors for me to go to church and to hang out with friends, and then I realized that I was so much happier, and it made me want to get stuff done. So all around, like, I just had a lot more to do, so I wish I would have um, spent a lot more time doing work. That way I had more time to be in the Word and be with friends and go to church, and I also just wish I spent more time listening to people, whether it's um, people in my school. I wish I would have, like, stopped and like understood them where they were that way I could have conversations with them and have like deeper relationships with them that way we could um talk about the gospel or just like listening to friends and listening to like what problems they're having like ask them for prayer requests like find out what's going on in their lives it wasn't until like a couple like the past two years that I really started paying attention to like my friends and like my family on deeper levels and like really wondering what's going on in their lives so I wish I would have like spent more time like getting that personal relationship with everybody and just listening to what's going on, going on with their lives and then going from there. For me, it was like being where I was at, like what Sam was saying earlier, because like I was the person that was like here every week, but I wasn't here, you know? Like I made it a point to be here, but once I was here, was I actually listening or was I just, you know, messing around with Ryan Smith because... <laughs> We did a lot because of stupid Ryan stuff. Smith. We still do a lot of stupid stuff. Anyways, because um, it's right, Smith. But being where I was at, you know, and, like, not taking things for granted, you know, because it's so easy. And something that I've been focusing on, um, like, the past six weeks, ever since, like, Impact and On, it's just, like, slowing down and experiencing God. Because, like, I feel like we try to fill our heads with, like, the intellectual concept of God, which is a great thing to have, to know who God is intellectually and try to wrap your mind around something that you're never going to be able to wrap your mind around. Trust me. Ask anybody that's, like, over the age of 40. Um, You know? uh, But just experiencing God for who he is and slowing down in in the moment and just saying, like, wow, God's at work right now. That's crazy. Like, 
the God of the universe is at work right now. That's crazy, you know? <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Another thing I wish I would have spent more time on um, is serving others. Um, because, like, it's so, 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 so easy to come to church and, like, be like, okay. Oh, thanks. And then you go away. And they come back, okay, more now, please. And then uh, whether that's with food or, like, your, your leaders or whoever. Um, but, like, pouring out to, I mean, I love kids. So, for me, like, my main ministry was kids. I'm like, I don't know. I wish I would have done so much more. And I was already doing stuff, like, three times a week. But I just wish I could have done it, like, more. I wish I could go back and say, School's not important because for me, I didn't care about school at all. Don't take notes from me. Um, but it's like, okay, school can literally sit on the back, back, back burner and just spend every single day doing what God's given me a heart to do, which is just to serve and love others, you know? Yeah. And that's the heart he's given all of us. Um, so just to slow down and not care about things that are dumb. Like, does it matter if you're distinguished on your diploma? No. Does it matter if you got a B instead of an A? No doesn't matter. And your parents are going to hate me for this, but I really don't care. <laughs> but pass, um, pass your classes. Pass the class. Get a pass. C. At least pass. C's get degrees. Kevin, stop. Sometimes D's um, can get degrees, too. Um, another thing, uh, going back to, yeah, like... And you're going to A&M, right, Kevin? C? You know, C? Aren't you doing, like, biomedical engineering or something? <laughs> um, yeah, like, totally being present, because, um, like... My thing, like like I said before, I was involved with, like, a lot of stuff. So my mind was always on the next thing. Like, I would be I would be at, like, tennis practice and thinking, like, okay, what am I doing at rehearsal tonight? Or, okay, what song do I need to be practicing for my next voice lesson? Or something like that. And it's, like, I was never I, – I was very rarely, like, present in what I was doing. I was always thinking about the next thing. Um, and, like, in those moments that I was present, I was, like, oh, wow, I can focus so much more. I'm getting so much more out of this. I can – I can focus on the people around me and like being kind to them and being genuine. Um, and also I just, I wish I had made a lot better use of my time. Um, cause there, there were so many times when I would have like hours of free time, like days of just like nothing. And I would do absolutely nothing with it. And like, I look back on the day and I'm like, what did I do? I did like, I didn't utilize this at all. And it's, it, it's become a habit. I still, like, I'm just now developing like, I have to, like, set to-do lists where we're like, okay, I need to do this, 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 this so I can go through the day because otherwise, with my free time, I'm not going to utilize it. And it's just going to be me sitting around doing nothing, playing video games or, or watching Netflix or whatever. And so, like, just utilizing my time, I feel like I would have, I, I should have done a lot more of that. A lot of fedora shopping. <laughs> was, I was done after. Yeah, okay. okay. It's a little, little strong thing. fedora game. Just the one time. What's the one, what's one of the biggest temptations you guys feel that high school students face, um, you know, in their time in high school, maybe from a personal example or just maybe things that you guys seen? What's kind of one of the biggest temptations you think is out there? Personally, I think um, just conformity uh, and just going with society's morales um, and morales, morals, morale is a different thing. (laughs) It's pretty pretty pronunciated. Society's morals um, and just like going with the flow of things and not being willing to stand up for what you believe in. Um, and like, I know we've always, we've always heard like, don't give in to peer pressure. And like, we, we, we think of that as like, oh, hey, all your friends are doing drugs. You should do drugs too. And it's like, you don't really see it as often like that, but it's still a very real thing. It's just not very evident. It's just, it's like, it's this thing that's always constantly in the back of your mind. Like, oh, what are my friends going to think about this? Like, if I do it this way, what would my friends do um, kind of thing? And am I going to be persecuted for this? Am I going to be left out for this? Um, 
And like as a part of that, the biggest temptation kind of leads into hypocrisy. And like having two different faces that you, or like just not two, but just like multiple faces that you use with different groups of people. Where like, oh, I'm in front of my school friends, I'm going to be acting like this. Oh, I'm at church, I'm going to be acting like this. Oh, I'm with my parents. You don't think about it, but like you have a totally different face that you use with your family that you use than what you use with your friends. And like, it's important to a point. Um, like Paul says in First Corinthians nine twenty two, like. He became all. He became all things to preach to all people, um, and it's an important thing to do. But like, if you, once you go too far, and it becomes like that hypocrisy, and you lose that that genuine core core part of yourself, um, and start like and start creating these multiple personalities for multiple people, that's when it kind of just starts to become hypocritical and sinful. I think another one is like thinking of yourself as like higher than or better than everyone else around you. So, like, you're having a conversation with someone, and they're telling you about awful things. And it's easy to, like, just think in your head, like, this is not right. Um, They don't know this is not right, but this is really, really wrong. And to think, oh, I'm so much better because I know this is not right, Mm -hmm. um, rather than to, like, think of them um, as somebody you can love um, and uh, show to them that this is not right. Um, So that... And then, like, you realize that you can learn something from everyone. So, like, everyone around you, no matter, like, what they are involved in or what they think, um, they, God's moving. And you can learn something through all of them, even if they're not, like, a pastor and own a church and all these things. <laughs> yeah, and I think kind of going back to what Riley said, like, the conformity aspect um, it's really easy just to not say anything. Kind of like what Sam was saying, just to think about it in your head. It's really easy just to let things slide. Um, you'll let you'll, your friends will be talking about, you know, pick your sin of the day, you know, whatever they're talking about that day, and um, you just sit idly by, and then sitting idly by turns into slowly being chipped away at by the enemy. Slowly, things that are. Um, used to be totally wrong to you are slowly becoming okay, and you don't notice it till you're like knee deep in it, and you're like, "Holy crap! How did I get into this?" You know, um, you know, fill like fill in the blank. All of us deal with different sin struggles. Um, something that my dad told me, and still tells me sometimes, he forgets that he tells me. Anyways, um, is is this um, every morning? Um, Satan's gonna put a grain of sand in your shoe. And a grain of sand is small and inconsequential, and you're not going to notice that it's there. But day after day, if you don't empty out your boots before long, you're not going to be where you're, you're going to fall off the trail. You're going to walk ways that you didn't think you were going to walk because your feet hurt. Mm. You're going to be off the path, and you're going to look up one day. Your sand's going to be full of shoe. <laughs> your shoe's going to be full of snakes. Thanks, guys. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> that would be... That's, that's camel through the eye of a needle type stuff right there. Um, that, yes, yeah, anyways, so you're, you're, um, she will be full of sand, and you'll look up, and you're going to be far away from where you thought you were going to be. And you're not going to notice that you strayed from your path. You're not going to notice that you were walking the wrong way the whole time because it's the little things. Um, and I think that's a huge temptation for us um, is just letting the little things slide um, and not standing up in the little things. Anybody else? Anything else to add, Hannah? We can go on this. Okay, but I was going to say, um, it's. I would agree with Kevin and just say that um, it's <laughs> it's important for us. It's we're always tempted just to be passive as we walk 
like down the halls of school or in church, just not being where we are. We're tempted to um, not be involved in conversation and not form relationships and not talk to people. And it's so important to talk to people and just know where they are and just be involved in conversations, even if we don't have a particular opinion. I'm not, I'm not a big talker in situations. A lot of times, like, I am very guilty of just being passive and sitting and listening instead of just, like, actually giving my opinion. Part of it was because I was completely terrified of talking as a kid, and part of it is just because I am afraid of what I used to be so, so afraid of, like, what people would think with my opinion but now I realize or not now but like I still struggle with this but I realize that it's so important to offer your opinion because there might be someone else that has the same opinion and they they're also afraid to say it or they also just don't know how to put it into words so well we're gonna go ahead and kind of wrap it up but do you guys have any last words as far as like piece of advice that you want to give these guys that maybe you haven't already just kind of a big piece of advice of getting through high school as a believer um well, one of the one of the questions that they had put on there, Anthony, didn't, I guess he didn't get to it or anything, but it was one thing that uh, you would change in high school, um, one thing that you would do differently. Um, and personally for myself, I think I would have uh, stopped worrying so much about being in a relationship. Um, like a little background for me, um, both my parents and my brother and his wife were high school sweethearts and like they were the only people they'd ever dated. And it's like, oh, it's adorable. But, like, how that applies to me is um, I've, for some reason, I felt, like, this constant pressure and stress to meet my wife in high school. Um, and, like, I needed to be in this relationship. Uh, and it, like, it took up so much of my time and my energy. And I was in a relationship for about a year and a half, like, halfway through high school. Um, and it was, like, a healthy, godly relationship. But it took up so much of my time and energy um, and money, and uh, <laughs> but then and then and uh, money, <laughs> and then but then like it it became an idol for me. Like I wrote in my notes, it became a bit of an idol, but like it was totally completely an idol for me. Um, and like uh, and like I said, I put all that stuff into it, and then it ended, and like all the stuff that I had invested in it just disappeared. And like I'm not saying I'm not saying like don't be in a relationship in high school. Like I said, like two of the strongest relationships that I've that I know in my life started in high school but um like just be careful that you don't invest too much in it because once it becomes once it becomes the thing that you like immediately turn to for happiness or immediately turn to in trouble that's when it becomes sin and that's when it becomes idolatry so I would just from my own personal experience I would definitely warn against that yeah echo what Riley said um but also I think it's important to recognize the entire time um, that it's not us. Mm. The weight's not on our shoulders. Um, this morning I was talking with a friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and God gave me a sentence, and I want to share it with you guys too, um, is God's going to do what God does. God's going to do what God does. He's going to use you in your schools. If you don't see it, he just hasn't given you the eyes to see it yet. He's going to use you whether or not you want to be used. God's going to do things that you didn't think that God would ever do. God's going to take people away from you. God's going to give you people that you would have never imagined. Things are going to happen. But know that the whole time, the weight's not on you. The weight doesn't rest on your shoulders. The weight rested on the shoulders of the guy who hung for us. You know, our Savior. So it's easy to feel pressured. It's easy to feel stressed. 
even though high school is so inconsequential, um, very inconsequential, <laughs> it's so easy to feel stressed, especially if you're taking a heavy course load or if you're involved in lots of things. Um, read Matthew 6. We don't need to worry. God's taking care of it. Um, just wake up every morning and say, hey, God, how are you going to use me today? I pray that you do it. And if you do that, then I think you're walking in the right way. I think it's so important to not be so preoccupied with school and with um, worldly things and stress that you forget to be where you are and focus and, like, go and have that community. Go and have relationships because your life will be so much more fruitful once you do have that community and once you're in those relationships because you'll start hearing different opinions on things and different, um, you'll hear people who have gone through similar things and you'll have that, um, like, um, back and forth um, conversation that just is so beneficial to you and it's just so important. So just be involved in as much as you can without making yourself crazy and just... um, don't be so preoccupied worrying and focusing on school and things. Because, yes, it's important to get good grades, but it's also not the end of the world if you do bad on one test. Like, don't get that so, don't put that so high in your priority that you forget to form relationships and just um, be in the word. Well, everyone else said something, so I'm going <laughs> to say um, be bold. And not like you have to run down the hallway screaming Jesus. That's not what I mean. Um, You can be bold very subtly. um, But be bold and stop caring about yourself because it's not about you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Sam. I don't think... I've never, I've seen, we've done kind of panels like this before, I think, and, you know, I've talked to, seen a lot of seniors go through the program, and I have never heard a senior say, I'm really glad I passed my AP English exam over, I'm really glad I joined that G group, or I'm really glad I did impact, or I'm really glad that XYZ, you know, more like community-based. None of them are leaving being like, you know what, I'm really glad I just just aced all of my AP exams and got fives on all of them. No, because, because you know, here you are, and what did that do for you, and what did the other things that you chose to do do for you? So really just recognize that from the guys, these guys. So give them one more round of applause. That we got. They will be around, I'm sure, a couple more, a couple more weeks before they head off to college, and Riley won't because he's headed off to college. But anyway, so see them, say hi to them, say bye to them before they head off, and uh, that's all we got. We'll see you all Wednesday.